I'm sorry. Everybody. I'm sorry. Are we not exciting enough for you? <laughs> Coming to you from the loading ready run orbiting underground moon base, it's the Lurcast. Yes, episode two of the Lurcast 20th anniversary edition. We're covering 2003 to 2005. Yeah. First two years of Loading Ready Run. We're going to get two whole years in one episode. Now from a different orbiting underground moon base. It's very closely modeled on the previous one. We we took all the... Lumber's expensive. We brought the same wood over. Uh, But yeah, now we recorded the first episode in Moonbase Mark 5 just before we moved. And now we're here in Moonbase Mark 6, which is... This room, at least, this is a similar sort of setup. So, first couple of years of loading ready run, obviously there was no moon base. No, no, I don't even uh, think there was one for any of the span of time we're talking about today. No, uh, there, you know, obviously it was initially just Graham and I mm-hmm. thinking that it was a cool idea to do. Yeah, um, we recorded four videos. We recorded more than that. Actually, I want to give I want to give we, us We went live with four videos. Yeah, I want to give us props for this because it's like we figured out how to do this properly uh right at the very beginning and then immediately forgot and then would eventually realize again later because yeah, yeah. we had we didn't just, you know, we've said like we did like sketch comedy for 11 years. They weren't all sketches initially and we had this like diverse portfolio of yeah. different kinds of content. We had a sort of a range of things that we tried to do. Yeah. And then when we launched, we were like, okay, well, we don't just want to launch with one video and then that's it for the week. So yeah, when we when we went live on in October, it's the the actual date is <laughs> October fifteenth is when we sort of that's, celebrated. That's when we observe the yeah, the anniversary. Yeah. Uh we went live with we put four videos up. Mm-hmm. And then we didn't do one the next the next week. We skipped that one week because we just done f- we just put four up. Right. And then after that, it was weekly for the rest of the rest we, of the eleven. We years. wanted to make sure that the huge amounts of people who are coming to watch these videos that had just been put up would have content. Yeah. For for uh, for a couple weeks. Yeah. So we had. Um, the different sort of categories we had shorts which was the sketches uh and very soon nearly all would become shorts with occasional uh, with occasional other stuff sheer stupidity right which was it was jackass right it was was very tame jackass basically it was us watching jackass and going i think i could do uh, 25 percent of that uh (laughs) i don't mean like I could do a quarter of the things they do on Jackass. I mean, we could do things to a quarter of the intensity that they do on Jackass. Yeah. Jackass, but uh, it's a bunch of Canadians who are friends and yeah. don't actually want to hurt each other at all. Yeah. Or even really cause bad feelings among each other at all. <laughs> exactly. And they explicitly say, don't try these things at home. And we obeyed that. It's true. <laughs> um, we had On Location. Right, which, the, was, which wasn't even sort of explicitly funny. No. Those were just 
uh, things that were going on in Victoria that we thought might be kind of interesting for people. Yeah, we figured that'd be neat to do. You have to, again, all of this sounds like very basic now, but please recall, this is, you know, 2003. People were not putting video online. So the idea of doing like video coverage of, in this case, a LAN mm -hmm. was like... This was like a big LAN that was at UVic. Yeah. Hi, Graham here. I'm at the Lenigan West 24-hour LAN up at the University of Victoria, and they're going to have a Diet Lemon Coke chugging contest. I should have said, so the, the first short that we put up was the, the brief history where Paul and I have the, we unroll the giant the big like, timeline. timeline where we like predict the future and it goes along and then... Several seconds later from now, Graham and Paul discuss talking about the timeline for the history of Loading Ready Run. One year later, um, Loading Ready Run releases a retrospective DVD that sells millions of copies. One year following that, Graham is put into rehab after suffering from severe sloth. We'd like start making stuff up, which we shot in one, one take, because we yeah. sort of had to. 2024, Paul writes a tell-all biography that Ghost Graham is a manipulating bastard. And two years after that, Graham uses incriminating archival footage to destroy Paul's career. You were supposed to get rid of that. I lied. In like the most echoey area of uh, Oak Bay High for some reason. It's like this cul-de-sac in a building. They demolished this building now and built a new school. But it was like this weird uh, teardrop shaped. We've filmed a lot of things in there over the years. But there was like this narrow corridor between buildings that then opened up into this sort of courtyard uh and we filmed there because it was the weekend and you couldn't see it mm. <laughs> you know the sheer stupidity was tennis which we've right we we lovingly refer to tennis as the first video that we ever put live because it's very funny to retroactively think that the first video we ever put up was the one where we hit james in the balls with a tennis ball we need to watch jackass every time we <laughs> Strictly speaking, all four of these went up the same day, but we'll we'll say we had to pick one of them to be the first one, so we'll say it's tennis. Time. <laughs> then the on location, yeah, it was Lanageddon West, mm. which was a giant. It used to be you couldn't do online hey, gaming folks. as easily, yeah. uh, and so everyone, so hundreds of people, brought their computers up to this huge smelly room at Uvic, and uh, they, for whatever was the, reason, was the room smelly before they no, got there? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> they decided the organizers who i still by the way see around town i still i still see spicy meats as his as his handle was from time to time and we sort of nod you know uh he was like all right we were just there filming we were like sure let's do let's film this were you actually there no no so. okay i was there and i think some i think like morgan might have been there a couple i think morgan actually had james were you there did you have a computer there were you playing yeah I was there and okay. playing at Lanigan for sure. Okay, that makes more sense. I didn't because I didn't never had a PC, but so I was just sort of filming. And then at one point, it was just kind of like, yeah, here's a big land. Here's people doing a land. All right, sure. It wasn't going to be a very interesting video until they came on the speaker and were like, all right, competitors, time to head outside for the diet lemon coke chugging contest. <laughs> and I was like, great, that's mm. a video.
to evil. think back in the day, diet lemon coke was like uh, the worst thing we could think of in terms of soft drinks. We were young and innocent then. Yeah, they used to have lemon-flavored Diet Coke, and this was not refrigerated. And so then we filmed a bunch of people chugging Diet Lemon Coke. One of them threw up. Hey, that's content. And then the and then we also had uh, what was called at the time. 14 ways to X. That wasn't one of the first ones, actually. The other first fourth of the four videos was an installment of the Girly Magazine Quiz. Oh, you're right. Yeah, you're right. The Girly Magazine Quiz. Which was my sister used to get Cosmo Teen or Teen Vogue. One of those. One of like the teen versions of the fashion mags. Uh, And it was like, the, the like, what kind of X are you? Yeah. And which so, are, which are now like you know BuzzFeed, Buzzfeed quizzes, quizzes always, essentially, yeah. yeah. And we thought it would be funny uh, for us to do those. A guy friend asks if you've ever done it. You say, "Not your business," or "Done what?" We you know we're thinking about the same dick here, right? God, I hope so. <laughs> Yeah, which I, I think is still a funny idea. Yeah. Although I think the way like we, the way we did them wasn't particularly funny. <laughs> no. Madonna only karaoke night. Oh, God, I hate that name. <laughs> you sing Like a Virgin or Music. Is there a thing for seeing Weird Al parodies of Madonna songs instead? Blast. It was meant to be sort of like looking at how silly these quizzes are. Uh, by applying them outside of the lens they're supposed to do and also just like reading them out loud sounded really funny because the way they're written was very silly. You are prime time sexy. Oh yeah. Nine lives indeed. You seem like a nice girl. And you are. But you know how to show select guys your saucy side. Oh yeah. And you want to be one of those select guys? I think you do. Well, it's funny. We tried to play with this thing over the year like we did like three or four of these just shot like in Mm. the upstairs room of the the house i grew up in um and then eventually we would return to this idea with like morgan and bill and derek sort of like quasi in character we did one of these where it was like or maybe a couple where it was like the girly magazine quiz but they had like it would like cut away to them. Yeah, it would yeah. cut to them and then they'd like answer like sort of kind of in character. But it was like never clear that we weren't just making this up, that it like it wasn't patently obvious that all the words that were being said were from this thing. And maybe it would have been funnier if we just scripted it. So it was it yeah. was a weird it was a weird thing. But yeah, the first one was how sexy is Paul? I think we all know the answer already. Huh. Yeah. Which uh I think we know the answer to that now. I yeah. Think. All right. Oh, yeah. It's taken 20 years to find out, but I think <laughs> I think the research is in now. Yeah. Uh and then yeah, the 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 first one the ways was the uh the 14 ways to eat fries. Adam's first appearance. Yep, being Just forcibly... Being tackled and forcibly... <laughs> forced. While he was, like, playing Diablo 2 or something. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Being made to eat french fries.
And so then, you know, we, we put that out there. Obviously, you know, nobody looked at it or cared. Cause I mean, it's, it still, I think is one of the funniest jokes that we've, we've come up with is in the very, very first thing in the, you know, the, 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 the timeline is when you say October, 2003 business opens for loading many run to wild critical acclaim in that the acclaim was wildly critical. <laughs> of course, it wasn't even that. Like, it was just, you know, people just, like, weren't looking. There just weren't people there. Yeah. There's, you know, how yeah. do you get the word out in 2003? There's no social media. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, we, we just sort of went along, posted stuff. Word there was, like, mouth. a there was like a blog. Yeah. Um, there was, uh, and then, so we, you know, sometimes you just random, you know, post things uh, about, you know, what people blogged about at the time, which was just like, you know, whatever you happen to be thinking about or the weather or... The content that I would now put in a post on Mastodon or mm. that Paul would do if he had a social media <laughs> was basically what we would do. Like Paul and I would just, it was just us. Uh, yeah. We would occasionally just post like two sentences of like, here's a funny thought I had today. Yeah. You know, with little, little avatars that Ash drew. Mm-hmm. Uh, which actually reminds me, uh, also early in the website, I don't know if this was right at launch or just sort of early on, but we had comics. We had other yeah. content. Yeah, so there was, yeah, there was comics that were, were done. Graham had one. Yeah. Roomies. Yeah, because I was doing it for the UVic uh, um, newspaper. And then, yeah, there was, there was, Ash had, Ash did a comic at Ash one did point. one comic and then into a different comic later. Uh, and then we, we had people sort of, come and go a few times with mm -hmm. comics and stuff but that was sort of i guess the idea with that was to was i mean like i think the idea the original sort of the main thing or the 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 reason why that was even a part of the website to begin with was because because you had a comic so we're like we might as well yeah put that in there and then i started sort of recruiting Other. folks from because at the time i was working at the, as the graphics editor well i started do, i started as just a cartoonist and then the next year i was the graphics editor for the martlet the university of victoria newspaper and i started recruiting other cartoonists from there like uh anthony frateroli who did uh the cartoon small boy and monkey which i still love it's great um and uh he runs the camera shop downtown mm. um uh, I, you know, there wasn't like a lot of good places to host comics. And so I was like, Hey, can we put your comics online and we'll, we'll link to whatever website you have? Nobody had their own website. So I was like, all right, well, we'll just, here's a place people online can see your comics, you know? Cause I was we'll, like, I was we'll, like, we'll yeah, give, we'll, we'll give you exposure. Yeah. I, I mean, I was like, it's not like we were making money on it. There was no money. <laughs> yeah, none of us are getting it. Yeah. So, you know. so I was like, yeah, we'll turn loading ready run into like this, like entertainment nexus. I don't know if that was ever. I don't know. Portal. Yes, exactly. And so we've got videos, we've got comics, we've got these funny blogs that we do. Uh, you know, grand ideas. But it was a very, again, it was a it was that time on the internet. It was just hurl a bunch of stuff at the wall and mm -hmm. see what sticks. And very little of it, <laughs> I think, stuck. Um, I don't, when did we, when did we uh, after much badgering from the kind people in our blog comments which at the time was the only way to interact with viewers right was people leaving comments on the blog uh we finally got around to getting a forum setting up a forum yeah and i don't know when in the timeline exactly that fell yeah i don't know i think it might have been a little bit later but yeah fond fond memories of the loading ready run forum because again 
that was that was the social hub right right now the like what what happens now on the loading ready run discord uh was uh which has gotten better in the way that they've implemented things like threads and and stuff uh it's still not the same but uh that sort of stuff all happened on the forum with you know huge long threads and which technically still exists but not really yeah so there was like you know, there'd be the the feedback thread on that week's video, and there was, you know... Just right, yeah, because, of course, there weren't, like, just comments on videos. No, because we were hosting the videos ourselves. Right. Right, which I love this. This So, because uh, Paul figured this out, um, because there was no hosting service for 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 video... Um, uh, you just have it yourself. You just have to host it yourself on your own web service that you pay for and so it's how do you make the files not so huge and so they were uh 320 by 240 Mm -hmm. and then paul figured out how to pixel double (laughs) in the quicktime player yeah so they would be displayed at i think it might have been just one point that might have been just 1.5 i think so yeah yeah so we was like hey we can get away with this Mm -hmm. we can do it at 1.5 resolution and it still looks it doesn't look like it's been blowing up too much yeah um and yeah, three twenty by two forty. Uh, that was the uh, that was the size that all the bunch of the early stuff was in. Um, I think. Uh, I mean, some of that I guess has been or could be remastered. I guess remastered. Yeah, I mean, it was all I, shot in four eighty SD anyway, right? Four eighty i. Yeah, so like it still exists at that quality on a tape somewhere. I think we've tried to digitize most of this. It's tough, right? Like you know, archival stuff at the time was not like uh at the forefront of our thoughts as maybe it should have been but you know there's lots of stuff that we learned the other actually i realized the other the other uh video type that we had a lot of in the early uh early couple years was like a throw they were they went up as bonus this was not like a weekly video but like um uh, basically, like if someone famous came to town, we tried to get them to do like a "Hey, what's up? I'm so and so, and you're watching Loading Ready Run." Right, and because yeah. you were because you worked for the newspaper, yeah, you had like a bit of an in sometimes. Sometimes, yeah, I, um, uh, Canadian um, alt punk band Gob. Hi, we're Gob, and you're watching Loading Ready Run. You better run. <laughs> you got him. Mm-hmm. We're playing downtown, and I got to interview them for the Martlet, and then I was like, "Also, can I get you to do this?" <laughs> so unprofessional. Uh, the arrogant worms. Yeah, we asked them that. That was, by the way, the arrogant worms. Which I'm just actually going to check the date of this, March twelfth, two thousand four. So that would have been their show in Victoria in March. Paul and I went to that show, and that was the first time that we got recognized in public as oh really the, the people from Loading Ready Run was at the arrogant worms show. Maybe it was the next year's Arrogant Worm show. For a while there, they were coming here every year. But uh, that was that was pretty cool. Uh, and then we had like uh, like Rick Mercer came to the university, and I like he was like walking across campus, and I was like, Rick, can you do this? What's it called again? Loading Ready Run. Loading it Ready is, Run. It's on the business card. If you I don't know where that is. Now. It's okay. in my wallet, I think, isn't it? And, you yeah. know, that was when our that was when our tagline was, it's like porn but better i'm rick mercer and you're watching loadingreadyrun.com it's like porn but better i kind of like the idea like that, yeah. that which was from the arrogant worms 
Yeah. So yeah, the arrogant worms made that up because yeah. it was like we're a website. We didn't. T- we they didn't know anything about the website, so they were just riffing on like, well, it's something on the internet. What's on the internet? Well, it's porn. It's like porn but obviously these are important. So it's yeah, go on the internet. Go to loadingreadyround.com. It's like porn, but better. And we were like, yes, that's our slogan now. Loadingready.com. Ready run. Oh, loading ready run. Okay. Okay. Uh, backspace. Um, uh, loadingreadyrun.com. It's like porn, but better. Because we're a comedy troupe and wasn't that funny. Uh, but then it means that I have to. We have it required explanations that we didn't really want to have to give. Although sometimes. it means that I did get Rick Mercer with to be like, loading ready run. It's better than porn. Loading ready run. Better than porn. So who watches movies? Was right, this was the first... big one, yeah. Who Watches Movies was September 2004, so it was nearly a year. So, um, and so that was, so that there was a series of commercials that was like, who makes movies? It was like a, an ad for making, uh, against piracy. Yeah. Um, and it was like. Not nearly as iconic as you wouldn't download a car. Uh, and it was, just, it had like a, a, a lighting grip or something talking yeah. about how, how tough the job is, which is entirely true, and that, that they're you know it's tough for them to you know put uh enough like enough work together to make like a whole year's mm-hmm. worth of wages and that if you are pirating movies you're stealing from him basically was the was the premise yeah. anyway yeah. my friends and i even paid good money to see battlefield earth battlefield earth the the content of it is not nearly as is not objectionable at all really the what what bothered us yeah so the 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 who watches movie so the idea was that because they would show these in front of movies at the movie theater trailer right so it's like and and the premise of this was like who watches movies we had a whole thing about talking about you know it was sort of a direct reference to the thing and the idea being that like there's literally nowhere in the world that you can go where you can be sure to be targeting people who have just paid to watch a movie other than in movie like like in in, uh, in the theater in the theater like uh, it's sort of the 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 only place where you can be guaranteed to be annoying people who have already done the thing that you want them to do i, mean, I don't think it really affects the pirates i mean maybe it affects them a little bit but it's minuscule compared to how it affects me my friends, or anybody else who just paid 10 bucks to see this movie and now has to sit through an ad telling you to pay 10 bucks to see the movie. It's, what are they trying to accomplish? We've already paid. We don't have unlimited time in the day. And most of us are lucky just to put together two straight hours. And all I want to do is sit and watch my movie in peace. Put that up. And I don't know if I think I boing boing submitted. Yeah, I think I, I there might have been like a suggestion thing that we submitted it to or. Oh, yeah. Right. Because you could you could send tips to boing boing. So yeah, maybe maybe, so, maybe we did that. So boing boing linked to it because um, it was, you know, sort of the uh, anti um, anti anti piracy. Yeah. Sort and of those thing. videos had been getting. I think it was actually Doctoro that. Yeah. That, that, that linked to it. Those videos had been getting like understandably ribbed online for exactly the reasons Paul just mentioned. And we got about, I think, about 7,000 views. I thought, it was, I thought it was like eight something. What's the greatest escape? Going to see a comedy, a fantasy, an action film. There is no better escape. Who watches um, movies? Yes, our parody of the MPAA's anti-piracy ads garnered us our first brush with internet fame. 
Viewed by over 7,000 visitors, it broke our best month's bandwidth in a single day. Really? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Oh. Um. Okay. Ha. This was From astonishing. Before, by the way. basically, the thing went down because <laughs> that like used up all our bandwidth. Yeah. So here's the problem. Like 8,000 views was a staggering number. This was our first hit of any size, right? Yeah. Like before, like a couple hundred Where we went views. viral. Right. Yeah. Exactly. This was this was massive. And the problem. But I, I did mean, mention we were hosting these ourselves. Yeah, the problem, I mean, especially back in the day, but now it's even, you know, they're, they're, they talk about like, you know, the, the hug of death or whatever, the Reddit. Yeah, thing, right? yeah, yeah. Or, or, or slash dotted or, you know, all that stuff where the issue you run into is if you get too popular, then you're paying for your bandwidth and it drops out. Now, mm -hmm. for all its faults, YouTube and services like that have kind of removed that as a problem. Yeah. Um, in the sense that they have the whole infrastructure set up for it. But at the time, anyway, uh, you're paying for your own bandwidth, and then people, uh, so too many people watched it, and uh, it um, died. And uh, we, we ran out of bandwidth, and like the whole, so like the whole site went down. And not even, uh, to, you know, to, at, at the time, possibly worse. In retrospect, going offline so nobody could watch it was really the worst thing in terms of like gathering an audience. But uh, also, our like hosting package uh we paid a, di a a variable amount depending on how much bandwidth was used mm. so 8000 views cost us a lot of money yeah <laughs> like it cost we, us money yeah we had to and, and we didn't have like like we we didn't have like proper we, we had like jobs jobs but like this this was not a job and so it was like oh crap this is like what, what it was like a it was like over a hundred dollars or something yeah, yeah. i can't remember what it was like it wasn't and you know it wasn't wild but it was just sort of like oh you know yay oh no i think as a stopgap uh we uploaded it to archive.org I, I do not remember that this might have been we well, what we did later on with some with popular videos but i think for this one even we uploaded it to, or or we put it up on like archive.org mm -hmm. and linked to that version. Yeah. So that there was at least like a version of it out there that people could look at. Um, so, so yeah, that's the first, uh, the first time we sort of got hugged to death. Yeah. Um, on the, on the site. And, um, yeah, that happened to, I mean, that happened to like a few other times with other mm -hmm. videos, but we at, I, I, I joked about archival stuff earlier, but, we we did we did want to preserve this, and so after the first year, after season one, we were like, we should do a DVD. Yeah, yeah, and that's I, what all the cool people are doing. I stayed up really late for a lot of nights at the Uvic Computer Lab, uh, figuring out how to do that. And uh, not as many people bought it as we might have liked, but uh, this was, you know, this was us like burning DVDs, and we got one of those like plunger things where you get you stompers. Print, yeah, you print the label, and then you, yeah, you like stomp the thing and stick it to the like we were. If you have a season one DVD uh, from the first an, run, an OG, yeah, yeah, we we burned that ourselves on a DVD RW, and you know, stomp the label. It's entirely possible on it. that those like don't work those anymore. Don't work anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. I'm pretty sure, like, those big stickers on DVDs and stuff, like, were actually, like, not good for the DVD. Yeah. <laughs> we 
really felt like we had some momentum, right? Like the the thing about you know the 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 season one finale was again sort of like tongue in cheek, you know, looking back on all the most important moments in the year. Tennis, our first sheer stupidity video, featured James being hit in the nuts with tennis balls. The girly magazine quizzes, which paved the way for. Better girly magazine quizzes, right? But then we went into season two with、uh, the loading ready rap, right? Right with sixty four K G Star, Astray Y'all, JB, huh? LRR in the house, season two, huh? Which was very Beastie Boys inspired rap with me and Morgan and Jer, and、um, the that was actually sort of like bookended the season, right? Because we opened with the Loading Ready rap, and then the finale was Leet. Right, right. right. G Star JP and us trade. We are sixty four K. Been gone for a while, but now we're we're back on the Loading Ready records with the Loading Ready rap. We're the quote star, comma eight, comma one. We're all loaded up and we're ready to run to the stage, to the booth, and right back to the bank. We're gonna drain the moat 'cause we got a square crank. For which we got interviewed in a German gaming magazine. Yeah, so so Leet also got might also have been boing boing.、Hmm. It also got kind of posted around. Yeah, it went pretty viral. The Logan Bay rap, not so much because it wasn't about anything in particular. But the lead was sort of had a、yeah. a more a larger context in that it was about video game history. And so,、stuff. when Lonely Island says in the track "We're Back" from Turtleneck and Chain, we started this fake rap shit. Actually, <laughs> no, you're just way more successful at it. <laughs> I mean, it's not like we started it either. No, no, we didn't. But that's the whole point of you know, in rap, you're supposed to big up yourself. But yeah, season two was a lot more.、Uh, you know, I'm not going to drill down on it nearly as much as we did for season one. But、um, uh, season two was a lot more sketch focused.、Um, we did Machinima as well. We did uh, the uh, star,、right. the Star Ocean Machinima of Celestial Sea. Right. She's been in there for twenty minutes. What's taking so long? She's bound to finish eventually. I hope she's okay. What did she have for lunch? It was almost like like uh, uh, what is it the like samurai pizza cats or whatever? Like take the、mm. footage yeah that was going to be you know the the incredibly、uh, convoluted Star Ocean story with、yeah. all the cutscenes and everything with the the idea that that like. Star the the Star Ocean, Star Ocean would have sort of a narrative structure to it, yeah, because that's how the game was,、mm-hmm. and that we could kind of make an alternative story that would that we didn't have to plan out that much because we could kind of rely on the fact that the game would sort of have a progression. Attention, planet is under attack. What's happening? The planet is under attack. So, what's going on? The planet 
this planet it is under attack yeah Which might have worked um but we got bored of doing that we so. did like <laughs> nine episodes to be fair like it just sort of kept going it turns out star ocean games they just keep going yeah. uh so yeah but that was you know there's some what's some of our <laughs> we have some some particularly beloved running gags came out of that at least at least gravitic warp came out of that please join the rest of the hotel guests in the lounge as we prepare for gravitic warp gravitic warp i love those guys navigator begin gravitic warp yes sir Navigator! 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 Yes, sir! Turn that! Oh, uh, look, that wasn't funny the last three times you did it. And could possibly be, uh, you know, proto-unskippable, right? Yeah, because, I mean, it wasn't, like, machinima, for those unaware, because this word doesn't get used as much anymore, it was, like, using a video game engine to make videos but the idea being that you're actually like it's right. more like uh red versus blue which also uh, started around this time yeah that's where they're actually the, the like iconic example yeah. player controlled and they're moving around and you know they're moving the camera and stuff whereas this was really like dubbing and re-editing um just the just the cutscenes. there was a little bit of like running around stuff but yeah mostly bit, yeah. yeah we tried we tried to avoid the ui as much as possible um but yeah we did we did uh, a lot of sort of experimentation like that with my um, my uh with dubbing and stuff and re reusing like uh, stuff from archive we did superman who is it attractive investigative journalist i've always wanted one of those yoink clark get in here yet another note from the mad scientist it looks like he's got lois I've got to help her. This looks like a job for Superman. I suppose you're right. If I see him, I'll let him know. But I'm Superman. Sure, Clark. Right, we did kind of a Mystery Science Theater thing with that. Yeah. My favorite joke from the Star Ocean thing hmm. is still, uh... Divert all power to shields. Yes, sir. Ah. Okay, uh, that was my fault. Turn, turn everything back on. Divert power from non-essential systems. Yes, sir. Shutting down the vending machine on deck three. That's it? Well, we're on a spaceship. That's Everything's a, pretty essential. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's a good joke. It is. It is. I like that a lot. Season one was a lot of like hurling stuff at the wall. Not that we ever stopped that. We still do that all the time of just like, maybe this will work. Our I don't walls know. are so much, are so covered <laughs> with stuff. That's why we have to keep moving. Um, but, uh, you know, season two, definitely a lot more sort of uh, was kind of uh, what got our, kind of like getting our feet under us, being a little more focused on the kind of stuff we're trying to make. And then uh, certainly over the course of season one into season two, uh, you know, gathering folks that would later sort of become kind of the crew. Yeah, because it because it, it was very much just it was it was me and Paul, and then like whoever we can grab. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I think even like season one, season two was still sort of just sort of grabbing people at random. Mm -hmm. It was it wasn't like the loading ready run crew. No, but it as, was very much like such. It was, um, you know, it'd be like, hey, do you want to do? Do you want to be in this video? 
you know, but like people would had a, like you know like people had ideas people had contributions you know like Jeremy and uh, Morgan did you know did like writing for the raps and stuff and, yeah yeah I mean Jeremy in particular had uh, like did a few things for for us in mm-hmm. different in different ways yeah um and uh, yeah so now uh, yeah let's let's talk to yeah we're, right so now we're going to talk to james and kathleen because again as a reminder every one of these episodes we're going to be paul and i are going to chat for a little bit and then we're going to throw to this interview where we talk to different people from sort of like the different eras of the thing and james and kathleen have been around since you know the very beginning essentially so uh yeah let's go let's go see what what, what they make of the uh, first couple years and now welcome to part two of this episode where Paul and I are sitting down with Kathleen and James. Hello. And yeah, this is, uh, you know, the the two folks who uh, have been around the longest who are still around. Yeah, who didn't quit. Yeah, we're not exactly. quitters. <laughs> Looking at you, uh, Wiggins, Petter, Van Humpback, Sevenhausen. I, I guess I can't really say what. It would have been be... much funnier if you'd only criticized Bill before. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's true. Again, he'd, he'd appreciate that. No, he would He would laugh. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, we're, we're going to talk about um, sort of, I mean, you two, how you came to be involved with Loading Ready Run and, uh, you know, why, why you have yet to leave. Um, so... Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, we'll start with uh, we'll start with James. Start with me. We've, we've well, we've known you the longest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was around. He was around before me. Well, I'm mm-hmm. trying to. So we we obviously you talked about, um, kind of like what how everything came to be in the early years. Yeah. And I mean, my memory of the very early days of Lur, I don't feel like I had any like extensive conversations with you or Paul about it. Like I feel no. like one day I heard it was happening, and the next day. We were at Henderson, and I was getting uh, tennis balls hit at me every time. We- <laughs> yeah, um, and uh, you're, you're- and it's just kind of been downhill from there. <laughs> and, and you were like, "This is for like a video or something, right?" You guys are just doing this. You're not just gonna just you know put this in the vault. I mean, I just um, I had the camera, and it was just like, I'm gonna. We're gonna film stuff. Yeah, let's go film stuff. Well, yeah. I mean, we've talked. You've already talked about how in the early days it was very much like a. It was a you and Paul, and whoever else was available mm-hmm. was who got basically who got to be on camera. Yeah, but um, literally, like not even, not even like who was available. As in, like, hey, we're filming a video. Is anyone available to come out with this? It was like I'm filming a video now. Yeah, who's here? Who's here now? What was even our like? How did we even? communicate like i don't know i don't even remember what like there's no slack there was no google wave there was no like text text message i mean i guess text but like no this would be like i feel that you okay i wasn't here maybe like msn were you not already just like hanging out with each other playing video games after school i mean well well no because like 2000 like summer like we'd all graduated summer 2003 yeah so this would have been when bill was at redfern Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, which was a very popular house. Um, probably, I would say probably the most. I we should play a game uh, at some point in the show called uh, "Name All Bill's House." Bill's houses. <laughs> well, why? So you mentioned, you know, like this is probably when Bill was at Redfern. Why, <laughs> for the benefit of the viewers at home, why is that 
a relevant milestone? Why are we why are we sort of doing why are we doing time banking by by Bill's house? Bill's house. I mean, that's kind of how I for the first ten years we measured time was yeah. like at what where in where in the city did Bill live? Because wherever Bill lived, that's where we would be. Yeah, and that's how it's always been. We we met in high school and we hung out at Bill's house every weekend. That's how it worked, and then it just kind of kept going from there. Cause obviously he lived with his mom Yeah. Uh, when we were in high school. But then when uh, we graduated, they moved into a house. She moved out. He stayed. Morgan moved in. Alan moved in. Oh. Uh, I think was... Jer was there originally. Jer- oh, you're right. Jer was there originally. Alan came later maybe. They, and then he, 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 may ta- he may touch on this next episode. He, but... Hero was in that house for a while, wasn't? Oh, right. Wasn't I he? forgot they had, they had an exchange so student. So a Japanese exchange student at at kate's place oh when when no no he lived he he lived in the at the redfern house as well for a while yeah, yeah. but but he moved yeah. there when kate and bill moved there yeah which which is why that makes a little bit more sense okay because i was just thinking <laughs> yeah. somehow a japanese exchange yeah, student no, no, comes no, no, no. and ends up staying with some kid who's just graduated from high school and yeah. this is like wow just like wandered into the wrong house yeah, yeah i don't think hero lasted much longer after kate left no um wait kate left him Oh yeah, I think so. What? I think I'm pretty yeah. sure Kate left. Hero stayed. So hang on. Morgan so, moved in. Groundwork in high school. Yes. Right. Uh, I got into a drama class with Jer, and he was like, "Hey, do you you, you ever heard of Dungeons and Dragons?" And I was like, "I've heard of it." He's like, yes. "You ever played it?" No. And he's like, "You should play it. We do a D and D game at my friend Bill's place." So this would have been your grade nine. I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Eight it was nine, our grade yeah. 10, your grade 9. And this was when you were playing Temple of Elemental Evil. Yes. And Bill was DMing? Yeah. Yeah. And so it was Bill and Jer yep. and you. Yep. And Alan. Alan and um, when I when I started playing... Um, you don't know Alan. You might remember you, Alan from some early yeah, videos. Was, Broadly speaking, if you're listening yeah, to this, you don't know Alan. When I first started playing, Bill's dad was still there. Oh, okay. Um, and then he took off. And I think that's when Alan came in, or maybe that's when I came in. Um, and I remember you coming in, Morgan coming in eventually as well, I think. Yeah. Um, and then Matt wouldn't join that group until he moved to Victoria. In which 11. was a year later. Yeah. Yeah. Then after high school, and that just became like the place we all hung out. Yes. Every weekend, Friday afternoon, school lets out. We all go to Bill's house. Sunday, we go home. Basically, yeah. Yeah. We we had a lot of we had a lot of runway yeah uh, and uh, yeah that was I mean that was basically the certainly like grade eleven and twelve like yes. the whole yeah yep um, you know video games yeah Goldeneye uh, Baldur's Gate mm-hmm. um, we were on in uh, the the year two thousand in that house mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yep That's where Grand, uh, Grand Canyon came from you ever hear that you remember that old nugget <laughs> where I literally just drew a thing that was just like it's just a little you. We were playing a, a game of Pictionary, and yeah. it was just like whoop, and someone and was like, like Grand Canyon. Canyon. <laughs> it was legendary because it was like a three second yeah, clue. Yeah, three second guess. That was the, that was New Year's night, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, stuff like you know, you, someone's got a phone phone home, so of course everyone else is like making sex noises off the phone because mm-hmm. it's hilarious, and we're all yeah. teenagers. Can I ask a question? Oh, please. Yeah. Sorry, just to intercut because this ends. So this is you in grade 12, right? Uh, no, younger. Younger. From, oh, younger. For okay. me, it would have been grade 9 and 10. 9 and 10. So for New Year's, 11. you got to go to, you went all hung out with each other and played Pictionary and you had to phone your parents. Probably. Yeah. 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 
Wow. That was not my grade 10 experience. <laughs> Please continue. Well, sometimes, you know, we'd play D&D for like oh. hours. Well, like Saturday was, was like, D&D day. Yeah, but it was like all day. Oh, yeah. Like we'd get the few times that it was at my place, we'd do like we'd play for hours. We'd order pizza and then we'd like, you know, then just eat pizza for like an hour and then play play more D and D afterwards. I remember taking a break at Bill's place to walk down to the McDonald's because they were having like the cheeseburger, sixty nine cent cheeseburgers or whatever it was, mm-hmm. and Alan getting like twenty. Oh, I mean, oh. as a group, we would get close to a hundred. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> they were so cheap. Yeah, it'd be rude not to. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, I should say this was like a basement suite. It had like its own little kitchenette that we never used for actually cooking stuff. Just that there was a fridge and a microwave. Uh, and like it had its own sort of entrance and whatever. And like Bill's mom was like, look, are you, you you're being broadly speaking, well behaved. You're not doing anything illegal or stupid. Great. Have fun. You know, <laughs> yeah, it was I just mean, like, yeah, that is, you know, stupid. Mm. Well, yeah. you know, stupid, <laughs> yeah. stupid and like uh, harmful to yourself and others. Yeah, right. Like right. there was, you know, we could be idiots basically, but it was just sort of like, look, you're all. I'm not here to police your behavior. You all seem to be doing just fine. Yeah. 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 Well, she'd done like school counseling work. Mm-hmm. So like she knew what teenagers were like. Yeah. Um. So then, but after that, yeah, they moved. Bill's mom and Bill and the exchange student yeah. moved into this house in Oak Bay, quite near the high school. Uh, but they were all a, ahead of me a grade. So yeah. then I, I would go over there on my spare blocks uh, when I was in grade 12. And then, yeah, through the cycle of things, it was like Bill and Hero and Jer and then Hero left and then maybe Morgan or Allen moved in yeah. and then Jer eventually got sick of living yeah. with Bill and uh, then the other of Alan or Morgan moved in. Yeah. I think it was Bill and Alan and Morgan yeah. for for a while, pretty much a while. And they that house was also very close to Matt's place. So it just became like this central Yeah, it was the central nexus. Yeah. yeah. The point is it was it was always for many, many years, it was always like, well, we're all just hanging out at Bill's. So to your question, Kathleen, from like eighteen minutes ago about like how did we organize, right? It was just I don't know, just go over to Bill's. Yeah, I guess someone's gonna be been. someone's yeah. gonna somebody's be there. gonna be there, we'll film something. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I remember filming the. I remember filming tennis. Every time we. <laughs> I also very distinctly remember filming um, the telemarketer sketch, which is yep. the first sketch that went up on the website. Would you like a donut? What's the capital of Nambia? Yeah, what's a donut? Look <laughs> at those pants, making look fat. First that sketch, was, sketch. Yeah, that was you, you and Graham and me. And that was our friend Jessica's house. Yeah. Well, I mean, Jessica and Gareth yeah. were the other people in the in the tennis video. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are again. I mean, they were they were friends that we've they were around for quite a few ago. of those early season one videos. Yeah. I mean, Gareth, we did hair. Yeah, where we um, where we, we just messed up his, his hair. hair. Yeah. yeah. In a parallel universe, it's Jessica and Gareth here, not James and yeah, Kathleen. I mean, possibly. <laughs> um, it was Gareth we used to go to the swapping shop with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Drive out to Western Speedway. And now we, you've just gone back. Nothing to me says swapping shop more than a m- milk crate full of golf balls. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Time is a flat circle. Sorry. <laughs> so we started in 2003, and it was just before... I started dating. It was like at the very tail end of like my high school relationship with my girlfriend then. And just before I started dating Ashley, Mm. we started dating February of 2004. Wow. So I remember introducing her to the stuff that we had filmed 
as we got to know each other. You were living was, in the basement suite with Adam yes. at this point. So I was living with Adam at this point. We had moved in together earlier that year. Um, and so I remember, yeah, it was right at the tail end of that relationship, right at the start of the new one. Um, and if you actually go look at my filmography on the wiki, mm. shout out to the wiki. Editors. Yeah. You'll notice that I'm in a decent number of season one videos and then very few season two videos. Hmm. Um, so like I was definitely not as much around and I, I assume I don't remember. I attribute that to the fact that I was in a new relationship with a girl, right? That, that so makes sense. I was probably out doing, you know, that stuff. Um, so yeah, a lot less going on in those early years, especially for that second year for me, which is kind of interesting to go back and look and see that I was in maybe six episodes. Mm-hmm. So, And so at, at some point, they moved out of the place on Redfern. Yeah. And Bill somehow convinced Jared to move back in with him. At, a, at an apartment. Is that the timeline? I think it was around then. God. So this is the this is why I would love to play name all of Bill's houses because there are a dozen. And no, I the, yeah, that would have like... been around the time of season two because I I was still in I was still in university when they were on the place on Elford where we were not really allowed to be to all sort of descend on it in the same way. Yeah, well, because did they go from I guess they went from Elford to and that's when Bill moved in with Pat. Yeah. Okay. That's the first place. That's the first Bill's place I went to. <laughs> was Elford. It was, was like Elford. an apartment. Apartment. No, yeah. it would have been Pat's place. No, okay, but like Bill lived there, right? I yeah, mean, Bill lived at Pat's place. Okay, for a but while. yeah, it the was one, an apartment. The... On, it was like a lower floor. It yeah. had like brown walls. It had a brown couch. It was a very small. It had like kind of like a curve to the walls and stuff like that. Sorry, I have a picture of it, but I couldn't describe it to you. Like, well, I guess I am, but you oh. know what I mean. Yeah, maybe. Oh, maybe. So, that, maybe that was the Alfred place because Pat's place was the one that was near the gas station. Yeah, Pat's yeah. place is on Fort Street, yeah. across from the Shell. Yeah, yeah, it was like a older, older apartment. Yeah, yeah. We spent so a lot that of time. Was Alfred? A lot of time there, uh, going back and forth between there and like the subway, the sandwich store. We don't have that kind of <laughs> transit <laughs> I, in yeah. Victoria. I definitely went to that apartment once, maybe when Pat was moving out. Do you? There was, this is very random, but one of the times when I went to visit Kathleen, the first time I went to visit Kathleen, actually, and we'll get to more of your origin later, but I got on the Greyhound, uh, because the Greyhound existed. That was a mistake. Never never rode the Greyhound again. It took 18 hours. It was miserable. Uh, But I shared the, I shared a seat with the, the woman who worked at the subway. Hell yeah. Right there. Because <laughs> I was like, I I think while she we were waiting like, for the following bus. Me. Yeah. No, I think while we were waiting for the bus, she was like giving me this look of like, I think I know who you are. And I was like, I, I, I'm in the subway all the time. And she's like, really? I was like, yeah, I'm friends with the tall one and the loud one. Yeah. And she was like, oh, yes, <laughs> yeah. of course, which was Bill and Pat. Oh. And then so because I wasn't outwardly weird she sat next to me for the for the trip because there's a lot of odd ducks on that on that bus (laughs) like it's the it was the cheapest way to get up the province and if you literally had no other way of going that was your only option Mm -hmm. so it it was a wide variety of folks who rode the greyhound yeah but i guess yeah i mean for those early years a lot of it revolved around where bill lived and wherever bill lived became bill's house Including Pat's house. Yeah. <laughs> Pat, Pat had lived there prior. years. For years. It was also not a two-bedroom. No. Bill just lived in the living room. Yeah. Yeah. For and a while. Was, yeah. So it was like a coup. 
Kinda. He just basically took it over. Yeah, as soon as I Bill moved asked. in, it became Bill's place. Yeah, yeah. And Pat was like, okay, I guess. Yeah. Oh, did Bill also invite a lot of people over? Oh, yeah. I mean, Pat was I mean, cool with it. Yeah. Pat, okay. You know, Pat was great and liked hanging out with people. But yeah, it was it was Bill's place. So everyone went to hang out at Bill's place. Mm-hmm. So Bill was like the nexus of your social circle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it was the, high, the hangout place in high school. So it was just everyone naturally gravitated there. Right. Yeah. yeah. You mentioned like that you sort of, you know, we were just like, oh, hey, we're filming this thing. You know, like, come on, James, be in this thing. Yeah. Uh, but then... You sort of like tapered off a little bit, but then just we we kept doing. I mean, even early on, Ashley was in a video, in several. She's yeah. been yeah. in lots of videos. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think. But, but then, as it as it kept going, as it was clear that this is a thing that was going to keep happening, <laughs> whether, yeah, whether you liked it or well, not. Well, I mean, certainly, and I mean, you get into this in the next few episodes for sure. But like when live ended up coming around, mm. um, and see even season like yeah, season three, season four, things started to get very sort of like oh this is a thing that's going to just keep going um because absolutely at the time i'm sure that most of us were like this will last six months mm-hmm. right like this isn't something that's going to be around forever <laughs> 20 years the, the first time i met ashley was at my apartment yeah. we shot it we were we were shooting a video that was about it was like called like last minute shopping or yeah. something i tried shopping online once and i ended up accidentally ordering a ton of soiled panties from japan Ugh. It's kind of gross, but uh, I don't see why that would put you off online shopping altogether. No, no, I mean like an actual ton, like 2,000 pounds. Yeah, it took me like three months to use them all. Graham ends up like buying things, something at a grocery, at a a, uh, gas station. Like motor oil. It's like Christmas. Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. Oh, no, he's like, it's always the gas station. uh, So he's like uh, uh, wrapping a thing of motor oil. And I'm like, don't worry, I'm just gonna buy things online. And then I get into this whole thing about trying can't can't figure out what I'm buying. And then I'm like, okay, maybe I did it. I don't know. And then immediately Ashley shows up at my door. Yeah. Hi, I've got a one ton shipment of soiled panties. Sign here, please. Yeah. Please sign, sign here. here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like if we were doing that joke today, it would say, here's 30 cases of motor oil. <laughs> Tell her I'm not here. So, yeah, our first, uh, thing, I think that was the first time I met Ashley as well. Is like, oh, great, possibly, yeah. stand here. Say hold, this line. Yeah, hold, mm-hmm. hold this clipboard, put on a hat, and ask Paul if he wants to take delivery of all of his soiled panties. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. This is this is the people that your boyfriend is friends with. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he. And she didn't leave, so, you know. Yeah. Well, Success. We'll, we'll give her time. <laughs> um, I guess the other thing that we kind of skipped over, and I was trying to remember, is when I met you. Mm. Um, because I'm guessing it would have been at Graham's birthday party of some sort. Probably, probably in yeah. The, in the late 90s or early 2000s. Might have still been when we were in high school, I would assume. Because, of course, yeah. Because, of course, because I didn't go to that. Yeah, you High school, to, I didn't okay, have that yeah. same. So, yeah, I think it must have been at at Graham's birthday party, probably when Graham, and then sort of subsequent get togethers at Graham's place. Yeah. Which must've been, must've been odd for you, Paul. Cause it's like, here's like six to nine people and who are a very like close knit friend group. And everyone hears Paul. He goes to, he goes <laughs> yeah. to St. Mike's. Hey, you know? I mean, there were a few other people like that. Were, weren't there? Like, was there anybody else at those parties that, didn't quite fit in with our group. Can't remember now. Do you have any recollection of your first impressions of people? I mean, probably like I'm specifically thinking like Bill and Morgan, if we're being honest here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Bill and Morgan and I never really like we didn't have like a lot of shared interests. Mm. <laughs> so it didn't come also by the way, it was it's always Bill and that's like one word. Yes. Bill and Bill Morgan. Morgan. Bill and yeah. Morgan. Yeah. <laughs> they were a, they were a package. You yeah. did not get one without the other. Yeah, that was like a package deal. Yeah. I feel like, you know, the 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 comedy and the 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 sketches and stuff were sort of a an area of commonality, I guess. Mm. And so, uh, you know, it was always interesting you know, we would be Graham and I would often, you know, especially in the early days, we would write all the scripts. Mm. And uh, uh, and then, you know, different people would be acting them and stuff. And so, and, uh, you know, Bill Bill and Morgan and James and different people who had, you know, different, different back, you know, they weren't like super... Uh, British comedy yeah. people, right? Yeah. <laughs> so they have a different a different background of sort of comedy touchstones and stuff. Mm -hmm. So that was fun though, because some of the stuff would get you know things would get changed and yeah, uh, or or just the um, the uh, uh, the style of stuff. Like I remember, like this is from a little bit later, but the like the small time criminals. Yeah. Right. Then we get to the last room, which is guarded with the laser grid, and you do that thing from entrapment to evade it, and then we get what we need and get out, and that's pretty much the plan. Oh, God. Oh. oh. <laughs> I really don't think you need to practice that anymore. If I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it right. That was sort of Bill and Morgan kind of came up with that idea. Yeah, and they... Uh, between themselves, sort of independently. Yeah, they and, and I wrote those... And they sort of brought that as a thing that's like, hey, we want to do this. Yeah, they and I sort of wrote those together. You uh, didn't call the driver, right? I hate you so much. Like, a lot of those ideas came from them, Uh uh, with me sort of being like, okay, but it has to make sense. Yeah. You yeah. know, <laughs> and sort of like sort of assembling it into like a, a workable script. But yeah, we had, we had ideas for others we were going to do with those two, uh, with those two characters, uh, which of course, you know, we just never, never ended up doing it uh, for a variety of reasons. But, uh, but yeah, no, those, those were fun ones in like the early days. I was at university because mm -hmm. right. after high school, I went straight to uh, university of Victoria Um because we we talked in the first episode, we talked a bit about what Paul had done going to, as it was at the time, Malaspina up in Nanaimo. And I mentioned that I went to UVic, but like the me going to university and starting Loading Ready Run was very sort of around the same kind of time. Um, <laughs> I had a great, it was a great moment. I just, I love this because, so I want to share it, but I was uh, in grade 12 telling my dad what I wanted to do at university. And I was like, I think I want to study. I think I want to go into art because I'd been doing the, these videos for the film festival. Right. And I was like, I think I want to go into art. And my dad, uh, went to architecture school and his dad was a doctor. His dad was an osteopath, my grandfather. And so he went to, he went to med school and then he did the specialization in osteopathy. Uh, and, when my dad said that he and and his older brother, my dad's older brother, my uncle is a lawyer, and so when my dad, the second kid, was like, "I want to go to architecture school," 
my grandpa that was the like super artsy thing yeah, yeah. yeah. my you know my grandpa had this like big talk about like you know career and what are you doing and are you sure and you know like really kind of tried to basically pressure him out of it you can never make light a business as an architect uh, architects. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah flippant yeah that that near-do-well frank lloyd wright <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you know when i was like i want to go i want to go study visual art my dad sort of like opened his mouth <laughs> yeah. to be like you know like huh to like start into the like are you sure you and then sort of remember had this like flashback and was like oh this is my chance. Yeah, it's like he was like, okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. oh, I can break the cycle. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. He was like, all right. But he told me at the time he was like, you know what? I almost just did, and then <laughs> and then explained that like his dad had you know done that, and the, you know that he was like, so I'm not going to do that. And so you know it was that, which was great. So I I you know I go to the University of Victoria. Um, I start studying visual art, and uh, this is there's so many. This is major butterfly effect stuff. Someone from my high school who I was not like super friends with like we we operated in some of the some similar circles but this this girl that like was sort of like friends of friends and you know we'd been to each other's houses with groups of folks at some point but like was not very friends necessarily she was going to uh apply to work at the university newspaper and was nervous and had just because she was a very strong-headed person just basically grabbed me and was like stark you're coming with me as moral support and I was like, she might have liked you. Okay, mm, uh, no. Right. <laughs> even with even with twenty years of hindsight, you're still like, nah, I don't think that was it. Oh, I got twenty years of hindsight on some on some stuff that I just missed. Yeah, with other girls. Yeah, just not completely this, oblivious. Not this one though. Not her. No. Yeah. And so I'm just sort of there because she just like needed an impetus to like step through the door, and so she's asking people so- about like how to write, how to apply to write stories, and like what what the process is, and so I'm just sort of standing there. And I'm like, like kind of like looking around and I'm like, oh, you do cartoons. I kind of draw some. Do you want, can I send you a comic? And they're like, please, Christ, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so I started submitting comics to them. And then the next year I became the graphics editor. Uh, and they were, yeah. Well, because they were like, you know, they wanted, <laughs> they were like, please. Did, did, did this girl uh, end up continuing to work I there? I don't think so. No. It's, it's one of those like go out for an audition like drive somebody to the to their and you audition get cast, and yeah. then, yeah, you and then you get part. asked yeah. yeah i do the graphics editor job and then they're putting together um the team of folks that they want to send to one of the canadian university press conferences or cup one of the cup conferences and it's all divided into regions there's the nationals never i never went to nationals this was the pacific western region of the canadian university press so power cup pwrcup which i believe was Saskatchewan, Alberta, BC, yeah. Yukon, yeah, probably. I don't know if the Yukon was there. Anyway, it was in Edmonton. It was U- University of Alberta in Edmonton, and they were like, uh, you know, they sort of had this this uh, very, I think, um, sensible policy where it's like the editor in chief goes, you know, managing editor can go if he wants, you know, but like you know, a couple of the senior people, but also some of the like some of the newest greenest people mm. should also be going to this to get introduced to this whole sort of system and everything. And so I was one of those people where I met Kathleen. So mm-hmm. rewind yourself. Okay. What are you about? What's your backstory? Here? Oh, my backstory is that I got involved in my student newspaper because I went to UNBC and I had been, uh, um, a, a fantastic reader of the comic strip bloom County in my youth. Oh, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. And Milo works at the 
at the Picayune, which is why I will always name a newspaper the Picayune. It means like small and insignificant. And <laughs> I mean, I think Berkeley Breathe was also like a, a student, student news- newspaper guy. Yeah. yeah. So I had I had basically just been like, and that's how all the famous comic strip comic artists had gotten their start, except for Charles Schultz, who drew paper, who drew comics for his church. So anyhow, <laughs> I was very keen that because I wanted to be a cartoonist, that has been my lifelong goal since I had realized that that was a thing that you could do, that somebody had to draw these cartoons, that I was going to be a cartoonist. And of course, the, my first big break is to get into the student newspaper office. So whereas you kind of like went in and said, oh, I could draw a cartoon. Basically, I feel like, you know, <laughs> like teenager Kathleen sort of kicks open the door and says, hello, I'm here to draw cartoons for you. You're going to take them because I'm actually pretty good, right? Because I knew I was pretty good because I've been working on them like all through. Like I've been drawing cartoons at that point since I was like seven years old. Mm-hmm. So compared to most people, like I could actually deliver, like I could do like four panels. There'd be a punchline every time the art was reasonably consistent, like it had characters. You know, for a, for a university newspaper cartoon, it was it was like not bad. Uh, I also love Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. So yeah. <laughs> so the, conversely, uh, I submitted more than one cartoon of mine of my cartoon Roomies that had the editor in chief go, Graham, what the hell? <laughs> the UNBC student newspaper was, I would say less discriminating against staff and they were all just like a bunch of nerds who wanted to hang out together and play like starcraft and stuff like that sick like i ended up like they were all like my besties in university because i had i had uh, as previously alluded to my my teenage experiences of what a party was like was um less supervised and had a lot more drinking and um, marijuana use it's long been established that kathleen and i would not have been friends in high school oh i think we would have gotten along i just don't think i just don't think same hung social out together. No. Yeah. No, dude definitely would not have hung out together. But at the same time, I you know, I'm now going to university and thinking I don't want to be friends with anybody I went to high school with. <laughs> so I Fair. I went to university in the same town as I went to high school. With. I went to, I graduated from PGSS. I went to UNBC. I was not friends with anybody from my high school. I like just stopped talking to everybody I went to high school with like two exceptions because I found a lot of them exhausting and high and very dramatic. Mm-hmm. They sure. didn't love me either. So <laughs> but I'm a very, I'm a take me or leave me kind of person. So anyhow, I get into my student newspaper and I quickly, because I care and I have passion, start doing things and I start like doing, writing news articles and drawing comics and it's- it seems like comics is the way to get into the student newspaper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel yeah. like they're they the al- most they always, desperate for comics. They always need them, and then oh, yeah. you sort of have your foot in the door, and you'll be like, highly I recommend edit things. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It certainly would explain why uh, we did a lot of comics in the early days of Loading Ready Run. Yep. Because it's a background that both of you came, that both of you. Yeah, from. we talked about that, I think, a bit earlier this episode yeah. when, uh, with, with Paul and I that we, we hosted. A bunch of, of a bunch of comics, comics. Yeah. and it, a lot of it was people from the Martlet. That I, the, our newspaper was called the Martlet. It's a it's a heraldic bird. It has no feet. It's only ever used on heraldry. Um, anyway, uh, and uh, it Uvic used to be a satellite campus of McGill, and there's three Martlets on the McGill. Anyway, later when I became graphics editor of the Martlet, I was like. Hello, other cartoonists. Yeah, would you like a place to host your cartoons <laughs> on the internet? Come to me. Uh, but anyway, you were working at the UNBC paper, Over the Edge. Which was named named because they needed to name the paper when they incorporated the university, which had not been that many years before. Uh, and so they named it 
over the edge because that was the name submitted because of the the name. (laughs) The name. We opened it Uh, up for submissions. We only had one. There was one submission, and the prize for naming the newspaper was a zucchini. (laughs) Sick. I mean... I wouldn't have even suggested a name if that was the prize. So, so this didn't end up with like newspaper McNewspaper face. <laughs> yeah, well, the, that's what we would thankful, get today. <laughs> yes, thankfully that predated this uh, yeah. that, that meme. So anyhow, over the edge, despite ha- having maybe not the most serious or well staffed, tried really hard, and we were a pretty good newspaper because of it. And uh, you know, we were all making a go of doing journalism. But UNBC wasn't very old, so like you, we are, we're like you know some of the first few people to like get that newspaper going. It was in a better state when we left it, mm-hmm. right? We went to a newspaper conference, and uh, we each knew somebody named Trevor independently that we had, that I had met at a previous newspaper conference. I didn't. I didn't know Trevor, but other people at the Martlet knew Trevor. So we we knew him from going to like a BC meetup or something like that. Okay, because we were like we went to a lot of cup conferences because we were willing to pay our own way and drive, and we needed to like improve our skills because we cared this was my first cup conference it was on halloween weekend i was gonna say so this was yeah like this was halloween yeah yeah we we dressed up we traveled in costumes and at around 6 p.m we were like whatever town we're near i don't remember the name of it it was a small town in the middle bc somewhere started with h we were like great pull over we're going (laughs) trick-or-treating we went to like hinton yes there's not that many towns yep. in that direction of yep. British Columbia that start with age. So like university kids, one of them, one of the guys was had like a, like a nightgown and a nightcap. Uh, one guy was dressed like a, he was dressed like a logger. The thing is in Victoria, it looked like a costume. In Hinton, it looked like he just got back from work. <laughs> <laughs> I swear I'm from the city. Yeah. Oh, so we, we, we hit like three houses and got some candy and then we were like, all right, great. Back on the road. Yeah. That's very sweet did we have we confirmed that your car mooned our car uh possibly we were i don't know we were somehow somehow it worked out that we had met up that we had convinced trevor who is this big social nexus and jeff who was his friend from whatever college they went to and i'll remember it eventually it was trevor and jeff they had to go they were going to um they were going to edmonton and so we convinced them to drive the long way through prince george and pick up me and somebody else from my school oh wow uh, because we had met them at a previous thing. And if there's one thing I'm good at, it's, uh, making new friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like to, you know, you know, especially the, the kind of people who like music and, uh, and go to good parties, which Trevor was, which is why he had a lot of friends. So we went, so they picked us up in Prince George. And so we were passing the same way on like this, you know, Halloween night. And I think we did get, I think we did pass a UVic um, van. van. We, we rented a van from Cause, the school. Because we were like in like, I don't know, a... Just a car. Just a normal car with yeah. like four people in it or something like that. Uh, I, I believe we were presented with a pressed ham. Yeah. Not pressed... And I, yeah, not I yours. I no, know, I know. would never have pressed my ham. <laughs> <laughs> I believe I was one of the people goading. Of course ham. you were. Uh, anyhow. So yeah. Cause <laughs> so the next... <laughs> The next night, everyone's at this bar at University of Edmonton, uh, University of Alberta, called yeah, yeah. Scholars. Yeah, and uh, I'm engaged in a cartoon war with the cartoonist from the UBC, mm-hmm. uh, the paper for UBC. It's called the UBC, but like spelled like Odyssey. 
Kind of like that. That's irrelevant. But anyway, uh, and so what we're doing is like she's drawing a cartoon and hurling the paper at me, and then I'm unrolling it and seeing what she's drawn, and I'm drawing a. Insult. It's like a cartoon insult fight. They are probably. I don't know flirting. if this is. A, I think. I think she was. Oh, I'm assuming. Oh no! Sorry, girl. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> so she throws it back, misses, hits this person I haven't talked to or looked at who's sitting beside me, which is Kathleen. Yeah. She grabs it, unrolls it, well, and thinks. Hit me in the shoulder, so I yeah. bent down. I thought somebody was, and I was like, "What? What's this? It's a rude cartoon." And Graham explained it, and I was like, "Oh, I could draw something way worse than that. Give me a pen." Yep. Uh, so I sort of inserted myself into this discussion. Um, so I guess uh, apologizing to UBC cartoonist for 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 cock blocking her, I guess. Uh, and uh, and yeah, and then we spent the whole night talking about like Homestar Runner and all of the things. That Final we Fantasy. Liked. Oh yeah, turns out we were both huge nerds. Yeah, and. And this this is the this is the the key because we this was again this was the end of October so we'd only launched loading ready runs a couple weeks prior yeah. yeah so I was like super into this cool thing that I'm doing and so I had my laptop and I showed you the Halloween special with everyone walking around with pumpkins on their heads I've always been so easily impressed yeah and you were like <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, it what was cool. Fun. Okay, so at the time... people were doing video stuff. Yeah, you have to remember, you did not necessarily load up a website to watch a video that somebody has made. That is, at, at the time, was an interesting use of an online space. And I, being a big nerd, I, and I hung out with people who like were very nerdy, right? Like the kind of people who are like, we when we're not doing, when we're not producing the newspaper, this is our personal clubhouse and we have like marathon on the computers here, mm. right? Like <laughs> very nerdy people, all of whom were a couple of years older than me. So I got this huge crash course and like video game culture and stuff like that. And, mm. and, and so like to see that, I was like, wow, that's honestly very cool because i could sort of appreciate how difficult that was mm -hmm. so i i was suitably impressed well thank you so yeah we kept we kept in touch after that weekend yeah uh and kept hanging out and then i came up to visit yeah that that summer which was the, that was a cool summer yeah so that would have been summer 2004 now yeah. yeah yeah and so that leads to the first loading ready run video that you were ever in can you remember which one it was? James has written all these down. No, I uh, was it. So was it something filmed in Prince George? Sure was because because you were there. I was the editor, and if I'm going out of town, we didn't have a backlog. Yeah, Can we, you yeah, there was no backlog. Such thing as a backlog. If yeah. I'm going out of town, then I got to take my laptop and my camera, and I got to film and edit yeah, something. Yeah, like you while better come there. back or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Amazing. So I, at this point, am living with my <clears throat> boyfriend at the time, Chris, uh, and uh, I was my... going to visit platonically. Yeah, that's fine. Uh... <laughs> I don't know how to get down to the meadow. We're incompetent. I don't go outside. It's filled with ants and bees and nature and sunlight. And was was I living with Travis at this point mm -hmm. as well? Yep. Travis, uh, who I met at the newspaper, mm -hmm. who is a very cool dude. Um uh was it something to do with crop circles because there's that crop circle that was a later visit oh i okay. believe either a later visit or later that same visit it but might have been later that same visit because i was, was interning at the newspaper when right. you came up to visit and that was definitely a thing that i insisted to go out and check out because i was like please let me write about the crop circles and biggest like, letdown of a crop circle in the world it was well, just like <laughs> a bear had laid down somewhere okay but what is my job if not the intern at the local like the weekly newspaper not the good newspaper the weekly newspaper because and to go and debunk a crop circle report to, well to <laughs> also fan the flames that there might have been a crop circle in the first place also so there's jack shit over there is what he's saying 
It's you, you got to do the like unsolved mysteries thing where you just spend half an hour like leading up to it. If I could just interject with my an internship story. So I am interning at the local newspaper, not the daily important newspaper, the PG this week, like low tier newspaper, because they posted an internship because they wanted to give the editor in chief's kid a job for the summer, but they had to post it. And unbeknownst <laughs> to them, Kathleen very seriously even took out her LeBray piercing so she could go and apply for this job properly. And because of my experience and the fact that I knew a lot about newspapers and I had amazing writing samples because I wasn't a bad writer, actually destroyed this kid. And because they had to post it, they're like, it's actually like... I don't want to work with this kid. I want to work with this girl from the university <laughs> newspaper that's applied for the first internship we've ever done. So I was going to start at the PG this week for half of the term and then move up to the Prince George Citizen for the other half of the term mm. of the internship because they were like, fine, we'll give them two roles because we need to hire a new person because a reporter just quit. Basically, I got to sort of be a reporter in training at the PG this week. It was a great internship. I learned a lot. So I did my one and a half months at the PG this week and just destroyed it killed it everybody loved me i got offered a job there if i wanted it after i graduated and then i was supposed to go to the prince george citizen but the thing is boss's kid was so bad at his job oh, no. he the pg this week could not function without a reporter i had been filling that role he couldn't do it he was terrible they had to send me back to the pg this week and him back to the citizen oh. so i only got a week at the citizen because he was so incompetent <laughs> <laughs> brutal that's awful. He was so bad, but they could hide it at the citizen. Yeah, because yeah. he just didn't do anything. But I, but I was like one of two reporters, so they needed, and there the other person was the sports reporter, so they needed someone to cover all of the other stuff, which I could do because I could do it as I was a trained journalist at that point. I, I love that the report that the that the reporters are the sports reporter and the everything else reporter. Yeah, the arts. <laughs> well, okay, but this is how I got to be like, I'm going to go cover this crop circle. I'm going to write album reviews. Somebody wrote in saying they really like my review of Sky Blue Sky by Wilco that summer. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> so anyhow, so that's why I was out covering a crop circle. Please continue. I'm sorry. I'll give you a hint to your first video. Okay. Because if you recall, we, Paul and I talked about this earlier in the episode, that we uh, we launched with a bunch of different categories of video, which I think was very smart of us. Uh, whatever happened to that? Um, it was a sheer stupidity video. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Oh, was it eating dog food? It, well, that's still eating... spoilers. Yes. <laughs> yeah. it, was the, it was the super mystery can showdown. Yes. Yeah. And my friend Eric's in it. Yeah. That was one of my besties from university. Yep. Who was the younger brother of somebody who else who worked at the newspaper. Yeah. Or sorry, the cousin. Anyhow. Yeah. yeah and we did indeed get to the, we, uh, we did go out to the crop circle as well. Yeah. I remember that. Uh, that was a fun summer. Yeah. And so then after that, you then moved to Chetwind. And I came to visit there and we filmed videos in Chetwind, like OMG Bears. Where did you get that from? Bearopedia. Well, they're a pretty reliable source. Yeah. I Well, I did an internship at the Chetwind paper like the next year because the citizen didn't do it internship again <laughs> i think or something i ended up working at the chetwind paper maybe i'd done that beforehand it doesn't matter so i was up there and um yeah i moved there because i wanted to pay off my student loan so i did the oil and gas thing but this is this is this is much more interesting and relevant yeah, yeah. is that by the uh before the end of season one yes you'd, you'd written your first sketch yes 
I think I written my first sketch and sent it to you before I was in a sketch, was I? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 This yeah. was because it was door to door. Not many people know, but after Vatican II, hell became kick ass. We've got Galaga now and Pong. Uh, oh, yeah. With the door to door Satanists, That's... which was near the end of season one. Still, honestly, I think a solid concept. Yeah. But taking Satanism out of the Christian context is like yin without yang. It's just an image. Without Christianity, your perspective is groundless. You've reduced your religion to the simulacra. I'd probably cringe inside out if I watched it again, but <laughs> I think y'all did a great job. And at that point, I knew that my career as a cartoonist was probably over because if I could get people to say my jokes without having to do all the tiresome all the, work of drawing, drawing it. Them? Yeah. <laughs> no more drawing. <laughs> So, yeah, then then uh, it just sort of kept going. Now, you obviously were still long distance for some time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, up in Chetwind and then down to Vancouver. And then and we then actually it... didn't didn't manage to... I didn't manage to coax you over to Victoria until we filmed Strip Search. Twelve artists will face the challenge of a lifetime. Chosen from nearly 1,000 applicants, six men and six women from all over North America are competing for the prize of $15,000 in cash and a year embedded in the Penny Arcade Empire. Was also, that when you moved here? No, yeah. I got I moved well, I moved here sort of I moved here after I got spectacularly fired from my job in Vancouver, remember? Well, cuz you yeah, you moved the same time I we took moved my severance into money. Moonbase Mark 3, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Literally we, the same weekend yeah. cuz we used the same truck. Same truck, yeah. You made an Elizabeth Bathroy reference on Twitter and they used that as an excuse to fire me. To but fire that's you. okay because come up once was mine. Yeah. Uh they they had a bad time after I left. It turns out I'm hard to work with, but good at my job. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the because uh, you previously been fired from what like a white spot oh, and yeah. was it superstore? Superstore. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, why were you fired from superstore? Uh, well, uh, just generally a bad. Not, not why did they say? Why were you actually fired? I may have written go NDP on Shirley Bond's debit receipt. <laughs> she is a prominent liberal politician she was the uh like the vice premier or whatever her title was deputy premier for a while for the liberal party which is the other party <laughs> yeah that'd do it <laughs> i mean i didn't exactly get fired for that they felt like because they because that is like too hot politically right but then they find then they found some other excuse to fire me like a month later so but like they probably fired I, me for that i feel like finding it sounds like finding an excuse to fire you at that job probably wasn't that hard, though. No, they... Uh, it you were not probably not super enthusiastic about that job. No, I didn't like getting there. I had to, It was very far across town from my house, so I often had to walk all the way there for my shift, which sucked. I was, ba I had to, I was like a grocery checkout clerk. And occasionally I would get in trouble and like give lip back for people being like, don't help that old lady bag her groceries because you're not supposed to be helping anyone bag those groceries. I'm like, that old lady's a trillion years old and is buying 90 cans of cat food. Do you want her <laughs> to get out of here or not? <laughs> Right? Like, and so that, you're not supposed to say that to your boss, as it turns out, right? Mm. You're supposed to go, yes, ma'am, your rule is stupid, and I will obey it. See, this is, I'm not cut out for these kinds of jobs. So, yeah, entice you over to Victoria once you heard from the other, other job in Vancouver. Uh, you, you did get a gig at a tech company in town. Yeah. Where you also had to work with, with a Nepo child. Yeah, I hate Nepo babies so much. <laughs> She was like rocking in at like 11 o'clock oh. with uh, sunglasses being like, don't talk to I me. I was like, I, you don't want to do anything and I don't want to work with you. And so it was fine. But like, 
we actually, actually, I should say, we did some, we did some video work for that company. Now that I think about yeah, it, yeah, and uh, we don't have to name definitely them. Definitely used their offices before. We used their offices them. for some sets. Mm -hmm. This is a picture of a cat wearing a belt. I have a prototype. That's a belt. It's a very tight belt. In like season like five, six, mm -hmm. oh, seven, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ben Ben Wilkinson worked there as well. Yeah. 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 We yeah. we like did some uh, uh, some like sort of uh, video contract work for it. We didn't do a lot of video contract work, but we have done some. Yeah. And this was this was one of them. And uh, boy, working with that CEO was a challenge because he was just like, he would just open his mouth and be like, this is all the stuff that we do. Now you have to illustrate it. And it's like, how? Yeah. What? That doesn't even track. Yeah, I sort of got that job. Like it was, this was like an internet marketing job before like it got really focused on like just like running these algorithm things, right? Mm -hmm. So you'd, you'd be more like, it was more creative, like put stuff out in the ether. But God, working with that guy, he'd change his mind like nine times in a week. So I never did anything because every time I'd do something, he'd demand it to be changed. So eventually that was the first job I was basically like, meh. Tell me what you want done and I'll get it done, but I'm not going to be proactive about anything. <laughs> right. And mm -hmm. so I got laid off like eight months later because I don't know how that business made money. So I was just kind of waiting to get laid off. And I was like, peace. Uh, and then started working for Loading Ready Run on a contract and never looked back. Yeah. Oh, no, I didn't. I had another job in between that I actually had. <laughs> no, I had to quit and then turn out a different job to go work at Loading Ready Run, but it was worth it. Right, because we needed your help for strip search. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe looking back a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Yeah, and at some, time in this, at some point in this time, I realized that the, all the my newspaper writing skills and all my like journalism skills were com somewhat like weirdly applicable to video editing, because when you're doing journalism, you have to take all these different facts and like, so that's not relevant, that's not relevant, that's not relevant relevant because I don't feel like writing that much and I have a word count um, and then you have to sort of arrange things in a way that makes sense for a reader it has to flow and yeah so it's yeah, it's, yeah the similar kind of mental space yeah yeah the writing skills translate to the editing skills in a weird way I think I think working in the newspaper helped me a lot too I mean especially for checkpoint you know being able to like actually you know be like you know, so-and-so said this. And I was like, where where did they say that? You know, like, let me actually, let me drill all the way back here. Let me find yeah. the actual press release. What's going on here? Oh, that's an interesting context that's what's different the, than what was mentioned in the article. Yeah, mm -hmm. what's the sort of kernel of this story? Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Mm -hmm. So that was, I mean, so university for me, actually, because we didn't, we didn't mention this uh, earlier when just Paul and I were talking, um, in a similar fashion to, like, going up to visit Kathleen, better come back with a video. Uh, some weeks I was so slammed on uh, doing my university work that uh, we had to sort of double dip. <laughs> right, we used your university. There's a couple of, of videos that are just from your university yeah, work. Yeah, like Shake Your Hands, the Shake Hands with Danger remix, right? That was a thing I did for video class. up yeah that was in like a film festival or something i think so too, at the yeah. at the yeah or uh, yeah the oh yeah what was that what was the name of that weird arts festival i can't mm. remember 
It was we went to see it at the same place downtown where we saw the the Neil Gaiman reading. Yeah, when he was in town. Wow, sorry, just wild memories flooding back. Huh. But yeah, I I did um, a bunch of video art classes. Uh, I extensively used the university's lab to uh, do our early season DVDs. You know, staying way way super late into the morning at the at the lab, like manually burning the DVDs, and you know. Um, figuring out how to make all the like menu structures work. I was so proud when I figured out how to program a random button. <laughs> um, and uh, we used that space, actually. We used the AV lab for, um, is it, I think it's called Mental Battle. Do you remember me, Paul? Your best friend from elementary school? It was you. You had Mental Battle. Sorry, Ashley was in it. That yeah, was it. Ashley was in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But with like different spotlights. Oh, yeah, it was like a big yeah, studio yeah. room with yep. like different colored spotlights and things. That. So you're not John Lewis? Uh, no. I see. I guess there's been some sort of mix up. Sorry to bother you. You kind of suck at this, don't you? Silence. And we they had a big green screen, so we did some early like MST3K alike videos with you and I there. Hi. I'm Graham. I'm Paul. And welcome to Loading Ready Run 3000. This week's video is an office informational film from 1958. It demonstrates one of the problems that you can encounter in the office. So, let's go. McGraw-Hill Text Films. We film text, so you don't have to. The bright young newcomer for the revenge. Yeah, we did a few things like that there. Yeah. Um, and that was great. I had a great time there. I took some excellent uh, um, film studies classes. Shout out to Mitch Perry. I very much doubt that you're watching, but he was watching at the time. This is my professor. He was watch he watched our stuff, which I which I appreciated. Uh, but Aww. like just the coolest, coolest prof learned some learned learned a lot about a lot about video stuff. Uh, or <laughs> learned a lot about video stuff. Uh, learned a lot about the construction of a film uh, from him, particularly in the summer course of uh, of uh, the end of the world as we know it, the apocalypse on film. It was mm. an entire class just about apocalyptic cinema. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which was great. He gave, <laughs> he talked about how Armageddon and Deep Impact came out the same summer. Yep, and he was like, Armageddon is the carob nut cluster to deep impacts rich dark chocolate <laughs> was the comparison he used wow um so like i was on track to get like you know my bachelor in visual art with a minor in film studies uh probably only a year left to do that but it was getting harder and harder to keep up with all the schoolwork and, the, and at that point i was also the production coordinator for the martlet which is like one of the three head That's positions a, you're laying out the paper laying out the whole paper doing all the page layouts i'm responsible for the whole, the whole feature pages i have to make sure that all the ads fit and everything and you're wrestling with quark express till two in the morning oh god quark express <laughs> um we'd only just moved to doing um pdf delivery mm. uh, uh when i started there uh, working with actually funny story with Paul's brother Dan oh, as right, the yeah. as the copy editor right at, yeah. at that time, uh, which is how I learned to love the M dash. So thank <laughs> you, Dan. Um, you know we would like print the stuff out and 
do this like glue paper thing to it and stick it to the giant flats and the managing editor would physically drive it to the printers. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Anyway, it got so busy, all of that, that I had to sort of have like a personal reckoning of like, I've paid so much money, no debt, because it was cheaper then. uh, But like I paid so much money into this, but like, what's the goal? Right. What do I do once I've graduated? I get the job that I have. Right. Like I want to do, I want to do loading ready run. This is what I want to be doing. So I just stopped going. You just didn't register. I just didn't register, just didn't register for the fall semester and just focused on loading ready run. I still, I I still had a job because I needed to earn money because loading ready run wasn't paying for it. Yeah. But like, you know, it was sort of like loading ready run job school. You can choose two of them. Right. right. If you if I choose loading ready run in school, I will have anti money. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we'll go. I with... won't have money to to go to school and to to produce loading ready run stuff. Yeah. So so I need job. Made that made that decision. And now we'll we'll talk about loading ready live next episode. Next, next episode. episode. Yeah. But that was sort of a a moment where we you know that that kind of. Uh, crystallized a certain amount of stuff because we all had to uh, uh, practice for for this live show that yeah. we were doing yeah so I mean James you're like you were saying you 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 know you the first first year you were in a lot of stuff and then you were in less stuff and things like what was your impression of like loading ready live and God, that I, that whole I don't remember getting I, prepping for that. I don't remember anything that led up to Loading Ready Live. I don't. I don't remember, know who made that decision. I don't remember why who, we thought yeah, it was a good idea. Was I'm a good so idea. glad we did. But well, like, yeah, like if we didn't, I don't know where we would be. But like none of us had, very few of us had any real stage experience, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah, Jer did some stuff in high school. Yeah, and, and, you know, and Graham had and done some. Graham had done, but you were more like stage crap like backstage stuff oh i was what we called a tractor which was i started as a tech and then became an actor yeah Um, so i did some onstage stuff in like funny thing happened on the way to the forum and kiss me kate yeah and stuff but like none of this was like leading role stuff right no my most impressive role was uh harrison howell in kiss me kate which was like a He's like a speaking, he's a named speaking part. I got to come out and do my own bow with another equally unimportant character, yeah. right? But like I, like, I wasn't in the chorus, but I certainly wasn't any of the, like the the lead cast. So, yeah. you know, really. You, you were know. at the bottom of the program, but your name was still in the program. There you go. Yeah. That's the yeah. And yeah. like, this yeah. is Nailed the thing it. is that like we- but That was it. And like, and so like at some point we just decided that this was a good idea, that we yeah. should all be like- very equal like i don't think anybody really had more to do than anybody else i think we were all very sort of like across that 90 minute show Mm -hmm. everybody had their own thing i was like i had that that weird role of being the in-between person prop guy prop guy yeah yeah so i needed to exist to sort of like tie everything together 
and like i don't know i we mean we used we used james's character to I like was, cover between sketches yeah that like he would he would basically like come out and be like well that was shit wasn't it and then yeah. like sweep up the stage yeah. and like he would he'd be like basically he would just like grumble to the audience about how much how much he wasn't enjoying the show yeah while moving the props around to set up for the to next set up scene. for the next that's scene a, that's a bold tack to take with it yeah <laughs> i think it worked really well it, I mean, it did work well but like monday I, magazine it, said james was frequently hilarious yeah i i i, I think often it was often hilarious I, often I, hilarious. I, I wish frequently but I'll, I'll take off i went and saw that production and when that monday magazine review came out I swear to god i was so proud of you guys getting three and a half stars yeah, i five. cut it out it's still on my fridge oh, curled yeah. and ancient on yeah. the side but yeah, I, I I don't remember anything about it other than actually doing the show. I remember that, but nothing that le- led up to it. Well, I remember the rehearsal. Do you, do you remember? But I don't uh, remember how we got there. No. Do you remember, remember like afterwards, like you know? Because afterwards, of course, we kept. Well, afterwards, we, we it was kept meeting. Yeah, afterwards, it was like, hey, this was actually beneficial. How mm. about we keep? It was. I think at the start, it was every Wednesday night we met at UVic, in the same place we rehearsed. My mom says they're for harlots and Jezebels. <laughs> then again, cigarettes have never hurt anybody. Great. So we'll go smoke them behind. We'll go to Farmer Joe's place and smoke them behind the. Oh, no! <laughs> no! 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 <laughs> Are you filming this, James? Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. Do we have proof for. Oh, now? fuck you! <laughs> Because we could, <laughs> it was just free space. I mean, we yeah, we would we just like liberal lo- use. We, we, we of would university. just like wander around and find an unlocked door. Oh yeah, considering only basically two of us went to that university, we made yeah. liberal use of their well, uh, we, their facilities. We made liberal use of that university until it became very until it became. Until we all got way too uncomfortable with how inappropriate it looked that like people of our age were like hanging around the university. Basically, anytime security was like, "What are you doing?" We'd just be like, "Uh, "Student project." Student project. Until that no longer became believable. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, continuing education. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Advanced studies. It was wild. But yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember us basically being like, "This worked really well, Mm -hmm. and it's clear that this thing is going to keep going. So let's keep meeting." every week and actually have discussions about like what we're going to film that week and or that writing was, meetings. And, and that was when like that. to sort of loop it back to a bit earlier, that was when Bill's house was uh, the place where Bill and Morgan and I lived yeah. and then later Ash as well yeah. uh, on Fort street, yeah. which you see in a bunch of the early videos with like the wood paneling and stuff. Or Foul Bay. Foul Bay. Foul Bay. Yeah. I don't know why I said Fort. That was the like moon base zero, zero. essentially. Yeah. In that, there was a space where we just hurled all the props and costumes that we'd slowly been collecting. Yeah. Uh, and the then, dining room. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then when we eventually, well, we didn't need a dining room to eat. We just make a plate of whatever and take it to our room and eat in front of the computer while we're playing Dota or yeah, whatever. Like a I, normal I human being. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Come on. Uh, and then, you know, when we finally got the first the first moon base, then we would have all the meetings there. Yeah. I remember one of our early go-tos for, we don't have a video idea this week, we don't have time to write one, was the 14 ways to Y. Right. Mm. Uh, or, or what eventually became X to Y. 14 was too limiting. 14 was Creatively. too limiting. Or it was too many. <laughs> um, one of those. And I was trying to remember, I remember filming the first one, yep. you, me, Morgan, Ben, Yep. at Adam and I's basement suite. Mm-hmm.
and Adam was playing Dota probably or probably. something. And I remember force feeding him fries. Yeah. home from a house party yeah which we were night. there for like half an oh, hour yeah. and we were like uh, why are we are here weird. yeah <laughs> and so we came home and i i don't remember like the idea behind it do you have any memory of like where the whole like i don't know we'd let's stop. film th- th- as many ways to <laughs> eat fries as possible and that's the video i think we, like we'd stopped at mcdonald's on the way back which was the you were working there at the time mm-hmm. this was not far from the mcdonald's either no so i think like in the few blocks i think so we walked back from this house party which was yes. like way over by uvic so that's quite a walk yeah maybe we talked about it on the way or maybe it was just between the mcdonald's and your place that it was just sort of like oh you know it'd be funny like you know for a for a video for the this this dumb thing that we're doing uh that's very very new because this was like how early in the list was this was oh, this particular early. video like like the, it was within the first like couple first months season, yeah. it was 2003 like i'm pretty yeah. sure it was like video like first 15 videos it, according to the wiki the ninth video yeah 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 uh yeah november 21st and it was just like uh, I don't know. It's just I got my camera because I always have my camera. It's just yeah. like let's just I don't know. Let's film, and it was like two a.m. Like it was, no, late. It was late, yeah. Because we were just up and we were going to this party. We had high energy, but we didn't. Yeah, had nothing to do. Although it did, it did peter off, right? Because we were, I think we said we wanted 14. Yes. But we, as a group, we filmed like, I want to say 12. And then I was like, all right, I'm just going to finish these last two. I got to figure something out for this. Uh, you yeah. know, like the... Is that how the Sam Raimi came to be? I can't remember. I think we were just really into the... Evil, like Evil Dead at the time. Spider-Man yep. or, or uh. Spider-Man 2. I can't remember which one time-wise. 2003? Mm. Spider-Man 2, maybe? Would two, yeah. Would it come out? Because, yeah, we big fan of all the old Evil Dead movies. Yeah. And then sort of referencing the fact that Sam Raimi loves to have, like, POV moving shots. And then we were like, oh, yeah, let's all... We should call it the Sam Raimi. And then yeah. that just became a... A staple, yeah, of those things. But, be, but yeah, that was just like. But those series became kind of a a, a fallback. Yeah, a little bit it, actually for a like, while. Yeah, the fries, ways, we ways to make coke. some, we did ways coke to drink next. coke. Yeah, ways to make somebody leave the room. Yeah, um, ways to hide a Christmas Which had tree. Alex in it. Oh, that was probably much later. Oh yeah. Um, well, that was still at the house with Graham. And yeah, but Bill that would have been like season like three or four. But yeah. yeah, that's when we took the Christmas tree to the park. Yep. And set it on fire. Yeah. And then we were like, that was probably illegal. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. shouldn't use this footage. Yeah. yeah. That was probably not a great thing to have yeah. done. Yeah. It, was if, like on, it was like on a concrete thing. Yeah. You know, if we can find was, that footage, it probably was safe. You'll be seeing it here because I'm sure the statute of limitations <laughs> for setting a Christmas tree on fire in Carnarvon Park is yeah. probably fine. Oh, God. Why'd you tell them the name of the park? <laughs> oh, he was no. a detective with a scorched patch. <laughs> we were clear and free until you named the park. Yeah. He's been working this case for 16 years, Graham. <laughs> yeah, it's been on. It's It's been an open case for all this time. I mean, what about, I mean, if we want to talk about footage we probably didn't ever use, what about that paper towel fight at Strathcona Park or Strat? Whatever that park is called. Oh the, yeah, the one between like that was Strathcona Park. Yeah, we were yeah. walking past Central Middle School as it is now, and they like, they just had like, 
the door to their like storage their ex- external storage thing was open yeah and they had like a pallet of the school paper towels they yeah, like come in like up. a they come in a bundle yeah wrapped up with paper that they go in like the yeah, yeah, machine yeah. or whatever and we just took some we stole a bunch and then we had <laughs> a, took them through a park and threw them at each other and they we, blew up we had like you'd you'd huck one and then it would hit somebody and then the paper would pop and then it would just be like poof. yeah uh it looked great but it was like what are we gonna what do the with f- this what are we doing but, yeah. but because uh you were uh fine upstanding young gentleman you cleaned up all the paper afterwards oh, yeah. right as far yeah. as i'm aware Probably. yeah Oh, I, I, I don't think I was present for this. No, you were not. No, no, you weren't. But, you know, we had... I the, was not there. <laughs> yeah. We had the presence of mind to not put it on the internet. Yeah. We were like, ah, we shouldn't oh, use this. Oh, that's something the kids today don't have. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Learn mm-hmm. from us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's been... It's. I mean, I guess we'll talk more as we go through, but, like, it's been good to, to look back at stuff and see that, like, obviously, uh, language has changed. And we there's certain topics that we understand better now than we did before, but broadly speaking, there's nothing there's nothing horrendous in no. the backlog. No, you know, like at the 15th anniversary stream five years ago, right? We watched some old videos, and there was like one or two jokes that was like, I wouldn't have made that joke now, you know. And I said at the time, we don't stand behind every joke we've ever made, but you know, by and large, thankfully, I <laughs> it's mean, not bad. As somebody who was came into this group. You know, you're very, you are nice people. You're, you know, you have a baseline of respect for, you know, women and stuff like that. None of you are a sex pest, which is like, (laughs) I had low standards for friends in Prince George. Uh, Not not my university friends. This is why I stopped hanging out with everybody I hung out with in high school. Met new friends in university. Then while I was in university, also met Graham and then eventually met all you guys and went, wow, I should have hung out with better people in the beginning. <laughs> a lot of the time you, you see people sort of, especially when they're young, but like their brand sort of starts out being like all kind of edgy or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is difficult to sustain yeah. without, you know, going way off the... I mean, there wasn't as much to model off of back then either, right? Like, the stupid stuff we did was the thing like stealing paper towel and throwing at each other or doing the flower thing because our thing was jackass, right? Like, that we were the perfect age for jackass in the early 2000s. So Mm. that was the kind of thing that we would copy. And even then, we knew we couldn't do a tenth of what they did even that like even if we'd found you know, we, we could have easily gotten a hold of shopping carts but even that was like oh that seems dangerous yeah i don't want to hurt <laughs> yeah, we were, yeah. <laughs> yeah we were a lot more concerned with self-preservation than those guys yeah yeah well i mean they're all like professional stunt people and stuff as well which is that's they why they men. <laughs> i mean well, and now, now and are. now they just recently brought out the video about them being all very old yeah yeah, yeah. so there it goes you know yeah. all right so by way of maybe wrapping this up then for this episode, um, like, do you have any, I guess, thoughts of sort of, you know, from there to here, like next episode, we're, we got to sit down with uh, Jeremy and Matt Wiggins, yeah, uh, who were both in it in the early years and then uh, stepped back from Loading Ready Run. Yeah. But, you know, you're both still here. Uh-huh. What's, what's that like? What's the, what the, like, look where we are. We got the studio with lights and stuff and a tech booth that, just indicating we should wrap up soon. Like, what's, uh, you know, what do you make of all this? You go first, Kathleen. 
I'm so glad that I finally found a job that I probably won't get fired from. <laughs> I mean, I've been trying, but they keep saying no. So, um, <laughs> Well, just keep asking if they can fire me and maybe I'll listen to you eventually. <laughs> Uh, I mean, yeah, like, obviously, this is not what any of us, including you two, no. would have guessed that we would be doing uh, 20 years into this thing. Um, and I don't know, maybe it's just sh sheer stubbornness for most of us that we're still here and doing this, I mean, to be so, honest. <laughs> and, and, like, and, you know, Graham and I have talked about, and I'm sure we'll talk about more, about the, the process of this turning into a job and the sort of not only the financial but the sort of realization mm, yeah. that this could be a job was there a point where you were like oh hey this could be a thing i want to like stick with this and maybe maybe i could do that maybe you know i can help with this and be part of this probably about the time i started coming in religiously every weekend mm. Because yeah, you were living in Vancouver, but yeah. we were filming the Escapist News Network, and you would take the ferry over every I, week. I would come over every single weekend. Ferries were cheaper. <laughs> also, I, also, we were dating. Yeah, we were dating. That motivated me a little yeah. bit, we'll say. Uh, but also, like, I don't know. I, I wanted to be involved, and I lived alone and lived, like, in a cheap basement suite with my roommate because Adam and I are very cheap people and I was just using my money basically to pay off my student loans you know and so I was like ah this is honestly fact ignoring the ferry I'm still not spending all that much money like I'm not going out to drink I'm not partying right uh, it's kind of it's fun yeah I mean I think I, I, I'm you know this is for you two to answer but I, I would I would observe that this is this is fun like mm -hmm. it's work it's some days it really really feels like work yeah, some days but, are more fun than others. Broadly but, speaking, yeah. it's a fun and creative and chill thing to do. So mm -hmm. it's nice to keep doing, I yeah. think. I mean, yeah, I've been around for so long since the beginning that I can remember every conversation we've ever had about in the early days, it was how are we going to make money? Mm -hmm. How are we going to make this a thing? Now we have essentially the same conversation, but it's how how do we make more money? Yep. <laughs> that conversation has never how, really truly gone away. Cash how, rules um, everything around me. And I guess, how is it more of a thing? And and, yeah. and maybe somewhere deep in my brain, I'm just not letting myself go until we can stop having that conversation. <laughs> maybe once I finally feel like we're all making what we deserve to be making, I'll be like, okay, I'm gonna go now. <laughs> Somebody else can do this job. <laughs> word <laughs> patreon.com slash loading ready run yeah please oh, god you've, god you've heard how unemployable i am <laughs> yeah i don't if we get enough money on the patreon james gets to leave yeah i get to leave yeah <laughs> can we set that as a goal oh my god what like 50k a month and i'm out <laughs> amazing oh dear all right. Well, hey, that'll do it then for this episode. I think uh, this was this was great. Uh, next episode, we'll be talking about the next two years of Loading Ready Run. So, two thousand, I guess, five six then, because this was three four. Yeah, uh, this is four. This is technically four five. I think because okay. three was only a few months. Yeah, we we started to shift the seasons about where the like season. Yeah, yeah don't don't worry about it. Um, but uh, but yeah, this has been great. Thank you, James. 
and Kathleen for joining us. And uh, thanks, Beach, for running tech. And yes, as they said, until next time, remember, everything we do here at Loading Ready Runs brought to you by you. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Loading Ready Run or however you choose to support it, including just being here. So thanks, everybody, for listening and watching. And we will uh, talk to you in the next episode. Bye. 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 Bye.